thanks for listening to the Jacked Up Podcast with your host, John Kogoletsky. A nutrition specialist, trainer, and entrepreneur, John has an obsession for all things wellness. Through sharing his own fitness journey with clients, he has discovered that stories have the power to change lives. Welcome back to the show and welcome to a brand new season of the Jacked Up Podcast. In this first episode this season, I bring back a guest that we just had on the show not too long ago. Dr. Krista Ello has become a very good friend of mine and we've actually teamed up to create a brand new program that will help people reverse type 2 diabetes. Let's dive into this conversation. Krista, my friend, welcome back to the show. I bet you didn't think you were going to be back this quick, did you? No, no, I didn't. Um, yeah, stuff happened really quickly and here we are again, getting caught up. Indeed. Caught up. Well, you know, if I remember correctly, towards the end of the last podcast, I was like, well, you know, it's obvious that you and I have a whole lot in common. We've got like a mindset that is running on the same track. So we could probably talk for hours and hours. Probably. That is probably probably accurate. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, and and the funny thing is it, it, it kind of wound up like that. We stayed in contact after the podcast and then, um, I had an idea one day and I was like, Hey, what do you think about this? And, uh, you and I started chit chatting. And then the next thing you know, the reversal roadmap was born, huh? Yep. Yep. It was like magic. It was, it was, was. you know, I, I firmly believe in everything happens for a reason. And mm-hmm. we were supposed to do that initial podcast and meet and, you know, these brainstorms were supposed to happen and us come together and collaborate on this. And I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to change a ton of people's lives. Yeah, I agree. I'm actually really, really excited. I'm, I'm really excited for this program um, and working with someone who really understands my view on this. It's so hard. I feel like it's so hard some days explaining to people, you know, what I do. It's like, well, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'll help people with type 2 diabetes not have type 2 diabetes <laughs> <laughs> and get them off their meds. Right, then, right. Absolutely. Ah. Well, actually, to that point, before we get before we get too far into the weeds, um, for those people that may not have seen the first episode, why don't you give them a quick rundown of who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Gotcha. So um, I am Dr. Ello. I'm super nerd. I'm a clinical pharmacist, medication expert. Um, and I somehow in this world wandered into being a diabetes expert. Um, and I did that, of course, by figuring out how, how not to do it. <laughs> and so I could figure out how to do it properly. So people have less diabetes and aren't burdened by the medications. Um, you know, you got to stop doing all the wrong stuff before you can do the right stuff. Right. And so, um, I actually was a giant, super lots of letters behind my name clinician. And then after treating lots and lots and lots of people, the traditional way, the way we all know about, I realized that's not working. That's not making them better. I'm fixing their numbers, right? Fixing the numbers, but their bodies, I could see their bodies weren't any healthier. And so I switched everything around went through all the evidence and the evidence says we're doing this wrong. (laughs) So I started doing it right. Um, and, um, the, the nutshell of doing it right. And Lord, people, people don't like hearing this, but it's kind of the opposite of what we're taught on how to manage diabetes right now. So that's worked out for a whole bunch of people. Well, that's good. That's good. You know, I mean, I, I, um, I'm like you, you know, like I said before, our mindset is is so like runs like right on the same track. It's crazy. And, but yours came from the work that you were doing. Mine came from the work that I had to do it myself. You know, Mm -hmm. um, everybody, everybody pretty much knows my story by this time. And, you know, it just, when I sit back and I look at all the struggles that I went through trying to learn how to manage my blood sugar levels and what I could eat and what I couldn't eat and, and these types of things, what I needed to do to lose weight. It, it became rather apparent to me that there, there has to be a better way than running around. And it was funny because you go to different doctors and different doctors would tell you different things. How does that make sense? 
you know, it's like you have the human body. Now, granted, we're all individuals. And, you know, to that point, you kind of have to tailor things a little bit. But at the end of the day, physiology is physiology. And, you know, this affects blood sugar. This doesn't. It's not rocket science. It's really not. It's it's so beautiful in simplicity. And this is what I try to tell people. It's like we've taken a disease that is manageable. It's it's doable. It's reversible. We can we can kick this butt, okay? Mm-hmm. And we've made it so convoluted and complex. And then people get stuck in all these rules and they're confused and everything gets worse. And the simpli- mm-hmm. it's beautiful because it's really I'm not going to say it's easy because change is often hard, but it's right. it's simple as far as what you really need to do. Yeah. What you really need to do to get off the meds and actually slam down. <laughs> I know. And, it, and it's kind of nuts because, and you see it with the people that you help. I see it with the people I help. And I'm sure we're going to see it with a multitude of people that we're going to help with the reversal roadmap. But it, it's when you break it down, the hardest part is right here. It is. Once you have the knowledge, you know that you need to get up and you need to move a little bit. You need to include some activity in your life. And once you know how to eat, when to eat, mm-hmm. it, it all comes down to right here. You can have all the knowledge in the world. If you don't apply it, you know, yeah. you might as well not have the knowledge to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that takes a little bit of help. That takes a little bit of coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, you know, you have to really really believe that it's possible and it is thousands of people have already like it's already been done it's already been done so let's do this but what i find people get really caught up on is the old set of rules yeah okay and when you're trying to change that old set of rules they're like no no no, i can't do that because well i'm not quite sure but i but i know i'm not supposed to do that i know i'm not supposed to go a couple hours without eating, which makes no sense, right? No, because no, your blood sugar is already high. So why you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. and a lot. And I, I hate to say this out loud, but I've seen it with my own eyeballs. And a lot of that mindset comes around being chastised when they go to the clinic. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the rules. You didn't follow the rules. Well, those made me heavier and sick. Well, these are still the rules. What? What? Right. Mm-hmm. You trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> Yeah. Trust the process. Yeah. So that, you know, that process will get, and it's provable. Like you follow that, that old process. Here's how many meds you have later. And instead of saying, well, that process doesn't work. What the medical right. community says. And again, I was knee deep in this community. What the medical community says is, um, well, that's how it goes. <laughs> It'll always get worse. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. And it's like, what? It's that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't make sense. Especially if, Someone comes in, they're like, oh, you have pre-diabetes. You better do something so you don't get diabetes. It's like, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute. If you have diabetes, there's nothing you can do about it. But with pre-diabetes, I can prevent it. I'm very confused at the rules right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. you're just making this stuff as you go, right? <laughs> right. And and my question is, how many, how many people get put on? Because this is something that I have noticed through my own experience and people, you know, clients that I've worked with and stuff, when someone gets diagnosed with pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes, one of the first things that happen is they get put on a blood pressure medicine. They get put on a statin for cholesterol without even doing blood work. It's like, okay, you're going to get these prescriptions and you're going to go home because if you're pre-diabetic, your health habits must be so bad that your cholesterol has to be high, that your blood pressure has to be high. Krista, I am 54 years old. And never in my life, even at my heaviest of 405 pounds, never has my blood pressure been over 130 (laughs) over 80. Never. So you can't tell me that just because someone is pre-diabetic or has, you know, type one or type two diabetes, that they automatically have high blood pressure. They automatically have high cholesterol. You can't go by that. Well, here, and here's the thing they're doing. And again, love to my colleagues, but. Come on, guys. Um, someone comes in, they're diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And there is this panel of medications that you're, you're supposed to be put on. I don't know if anybody realizes that, mm-hmm. but it's like an automatic trigger. Oh, you have type 2 diabetes? Boop, 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 and boop. Okay. Yep. So statin, inhibitor, mm-hmm. aspirin. They yep. really shouldn't be doing that anymore, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right? Even in the clinical guidelines, they say not to do that, but they're still doing it. Right. Okay. They're still doing mm-hmm. it. 
Um, and so what happens is now that type two diabetes is getting diagnosed younger and younger and younger, let's say somebody 38 comes in, they have type two diabetes, they get the automatic panel of meds. They're on those drugs for 40 plus yep. years mm -hmm. for no reason. Yeah. Makes me crazy. My eyes gonna start twitching soon. It makes me crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, you put somebody on an uh okay. Um and why? Why did you do that? Because the guidelines told me to. Wow. Uh, it's nuts. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a lot of people I know, it's like they get diagnosed and it's like, okay, you're gonna be you're gonna be on some sort of statin, like you said, uh blood pressure medicine because it's the ACE inhibitor, aspirin to thin your blood metformin um sometimes depending on how bad their a1c was they might throw them on glipizide or mm -hmm. genuvia or something like that but insulin. yeah yeah and you but you're talking three medications to deal yeah. with one issue and that's not yep. counting all the extra stuff that you may or may not need yeah and and if you go that route mm -hmm. it's almost guaranteed you will yeah Absolutely. Because metabol like metabolically, the diabetes is progressing. Metabolically, mm -hmm. it's going forward. Sure. Okay. Um, and you're not doing anything to stop it. You're just doing something to put duct tape over the over the numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Right. And it's like, I don't want to look at like, that's really the approach. Let's put some tape over this and um, not do anything about the metabolic process driving the whole disease forward. Mm-hmm. In fact, I could argue very easily that the education people get when they're first diagnosed actually pushes that disease further along because they're right. told to eat two or three times the amount of the wrong stuff. Yeah. Uh, two, and that'll push the metabolic problem forward, which leads to more drugs. Like it's like you can see it's so when you when you've stepped back and finally seen it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. wow, that's obvious. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's yep. obvious. Why? Why is nobody else seeing this? Yeah, exactly. I didn't see it myself until I had been through my journey and got off the meds. You know, I was like, because when, like, when I started lifting weights, for example, and started exercising again, I was like forty three, forty four, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I noticed that no matter what I did with my diet before I started exercising. My blood sugars were pretty much like clockwork. I could I could eat as healthy as possible. I could I could avoid carbohydrates and all that other stuff. But my blood sugars remained the same. I started exercising. Inside of a month, I was getting where I would normally wake up and my blood sugar would be like 140, 150. My mm -hmm. blood sugar was in the 80s every morning when I woke up. Mm -hmm. Just from exercise. Just so, from adding that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and when when you look at that in in the broad spectrum of things, you know, I think Aubrey Marcus said it best in his book, exercise is the most powerful medicine that there is and it's absolutely There free. is. It's healing. Yep. It's, it's healing. Absolutely. And free. I mean, it's you have to move. You know, and I told you this before, things that don't move are usually not living. Yep. That's it. So, um, so don't don't be like something that's not living. Um, but also, I don't know if you've noticed um, that in our culture a little bit, we have we have kind of a screwed up exercise relationship, mm -hmm. right? We rely thoroughly like exercise is that thing that's gonna um, help us lose all the weight. Therefore, we don't have to address our diet, right? Right. It's yep. going to be that that massive, like, you know, this is the hammer, that's the nail, this is going to cure everything. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to address the other thing, okay? Yeah, the other the other thing around. that we're stopping in, the full, the full box of zebra cakes that we might have mm -hmm. had over lunch. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and so we have this relationship with exercise where it's like, it's for weight loss. Oh, I didn't lose weight. Therefore, it didn't benefit me. And it's like, no, 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 no. Um, exercise is like, I don't know, I don't know, seven, eight down on the list of amazing things exercise does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so with that mindset, that's where people, again, get, give up a little, you know, because we're, mm -hmm. let's see it. I want to see it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of use it as a tool improperly and we have a bad relationship with it. And that relationship needs to be healed mm -hmm. and, and, and laid down and corrected. Because, right. uh, 
you know, even when people go through just coaching with me and they've cleaned up their diet and they're, they've thrown out the diet soda and they've thrown out the fake stuff and they've thrown out, you know, the, uh, the Hagen Doss at 7 PM every night kind of thing. They're like, okay, Dr. Ella, what's next? Krista, what's next? And it's like, it's time to add some resistance training. It's time to move that body because mm-hmm. that's, that's a level up. And if yeah. they haven't done it yet, it's time to level up. For sure. For sure. And, and, yeah. I, and, and I, I want to touch on something that you just said, and, and then I've got another question that I want to ask you. Um, you talked about adding resistance training. So many people, when they're thinking about, oh, I need to lose weight, they think they need to go to, you know, certain gyms that are, to me, nothing more than glorified cardio mills. And they're, they're the type of, they're the type of facility that wants to serve people free pizza on Friday and give them Tootsie Rolls every day. You know, it's just, I mean, you talk, you talk about market security, that's market security right there. We want you to come in here and get healthy, but we're going to make sure that you don't stay healthy because once a week we're going to give you pizza and every day we're giving you Tootsie Rolls. Come the hell on. It's crazy. But yeah. So now you, you being, you know, the person that you are and, and all of the education and whatnot that you have. Um, and you were talking about the fact that exercise is, you know, a a huge component and it is, um, how important in your estimation is nutrition and how misaligned are people's thought processes when it comes to nutrition? Um, is it too far to say that we're doing everything wrong? No, that sounds about right. Okay, cool. Um, so there's, there's some massive health I can't say this health myths, health myths. Okay. I think <laughs> if I narrow down the, you know, the biggest thing everybody's doing wrong. Okay. We have somehow been bamboo bamboozled that we need to eat all of the time, mm-hmm. all of the time. And if we don't eat all the time, bad things are going to happen to us. Right. And your body is just not that stupid. It's just not that stupid. And so we've been taught, to eat when we're not hungry. And we've been taught to eat things that don't contribute to our health. We've been convinced they're healthy, right? Um, and we have bought into this superfood thing where we eat a ton of the superfood and every, our health will get better. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, it matters what you eat. Mm-hmm. It matters when you eat. How, I mean, I guess how often is a better way of saying that, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it matters that you have movement. And I feel like every time I talk to somebody, and we're talking doctors, nurses, um, uh, medical directors, mm-hmm. who will still tell me, well, Krista, they say mm-hmm. that if I don't eat every four hours, my body will eat the muscle, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't think our species would have survived. Um, I don't no, think we would be here. No, I mean, you know, no. I, I get that, you know, you want free flowing fatty acids because your body can break that down for energy. But uh, guess what? It loves to break down stored carbohydrates because they are much easier to break down, utilize for energy than protein or fat. So, right, protein is very hard to convert. Yeah. It's a very big process to convert mm-hmm. protein into energy. Yep. Um, and so your body's not going to do that. It's very energy efficient, very energy efficient. Yeah. And once sure. you burn up that stored carb, it's going to go for the next most amazing source. And that's fat. It's not going to start eating away your quads. Right. Okay. No. Um, you know, <laughs> you know um, now there are people who probably should eat all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're competing in fitness competitions. I think that's true. It's yeah, just, you know, it, it does boil down to your activity. Now, I can tell you right. that bodybuilders, performance athletes, stuff like that, yeah, they need to eat every two and a half, three hours, but they're training twice a day for two and a half hours a day, and yeah. their their metabolism is constantly running in overdrive. So, yeah, Over, in those yep. circumstances, that's what you need to do, and that's what winds up happening because you have all these people that don't you know, haven't, haven't invested in themselves yet to start working with a coach. So they're trying to get information anywhere they can. So they're reading fitness magazines and going online and they're yep. reading all this bullshit. And, and what's going on is the people that are writing these articles are fitness models, bodybuilders, high performance yeah. athletes. Well, they all do need to eat like that, but guess what happens if you eat like that? You know, right, and it's not just the yeah. fitness industry. 
I was I saw this the other day, Kristen. I was going to tell you when I was talking to you, and I didn't get a chance, but I'll tell you now because I want to share it with the audience. I read a study about carbohydrates that was done at the the Harvard School of Medicine. Mm. Now they did this study, and what they they come up at the end of it, they came up with recommendations for people's carbohydrate intake, and they said, "For get this, this is your you are sitting down. Yeah. All right, I'm going to okay. compose myself." Yes. For sedentary people, for people that lead a sedentary lifestyle and are not active, they recommend 45 to 50% of your calories are carbohydrates. What in the hell? Something in the milk ain't clean. What? You know what I mean? That dog don't bark. That dog don't bark. (laughs) No, no, that dog don't bark. That dog don't hunt. He's a fat shit that's laying over there on the porch because he can't do anything. Okay. All right. Do you see, see, I, I, I hate to say this, but I almost think part of that is intentional. I'm sorry. And I know you just said Harvard and sorry, Harvard. I think it was one of your professors who hid all of the sugar data that said sugar's toxic uh-huh. and got paid for doing that. That's sure a did. fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I yep. think that was your assessment. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, and you know what? It's so easy to prove this. Yeah. You just take somebody and you, wean off their carbs, mm-hmm. you know, slowly, even like category by category. Let's, you know, let's go with the liquids first right. then let's do, let's do flour products and look at rice mm-hmm. and we can do this and we can try on life, right? Yeah. Let's try on some life with less of that in it. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they're like, Oh, I can think I feel good. I'm yeah. not anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm not moody. Absolutely. I have energy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then they're like, well, I thought carbs are the thing that give you energy. I'm like, anybody here have tons of energy? You have to go pasta dinner. Anybody? No. Taken? No. no. Nobody. No. Ask every Nobody. Italian family ever. There is no energy. It's no. like when you're in an Italian family, and I can speak from this because my mother, was, my grandmother was straight off the boat from Sicily, Italy. When you're in an Italian family, if you have a family dinner, everybody's sleeping. Everybody is sleeping after that. It's like Thanksgiving every Sunday. Seriously, yep. it is because you can't consume that Big amount deal. of carbohydrates and not crash. It's just right. not going to happen. So, yeah. And the other <laughs> question that I wanted to ask you was, um, and all you could do is speak from from your own experience because mm-hmm. you don't know what uh, you know different schools and whatnot. How mm-hmm. much, um, how much training or how much education do doctors actually get when they're med- in med school on nutrition? I've heard conflicting reports. So um, I've heard basically none. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Basically, it's maybe an hour. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was included in another module. Like, you know, when they're learning therapeutics, um, food and exercise are technically therapeutic Mm -hmm. modalities, right? right? So even in pharmacy school, we learn about them, but we learn biochemistry. So when somebody's like, this is how this works, I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense because I'm a biochem expert and what you just said doesn't make sense therapeutically. That's where you should arrive logically if you're following your education. Right. Um, But uh, very little. And in fact, um, you know, they they just kind of have a script, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Eat your fruits and veggies. Eat lots of whole grains. Mm -hmm. Avoid fat. Yep. Right. And there it's not a personalized approach and it's an approach where if I didn't know anything about anything, I'd be like, Oh, if I eat a whole bunch of whole grains and a whole bunch of fruits and vegetables, I'm going to eat fruits because you said fruits and vegetables. Therefore I'm just going to eat fruits Um, and avoid all fat. Then everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. And it's never fine. It's never fine. No. Um, So they, you know, they're not, and you know, the people, the, the medical professionals who are really grounded in this problem and can kind of see the problem. They'll say, I wish Mm -hmm. I had time to educate my patient. I wish I had time. Um, even if that education is not quite right, they wish they had time to do it, but they don't. They never have time to do a personal, they don't have time to look through a food log. Well, you know what? They don't have time to look through a blood sugar log. None of that. Here's what we, um, need, here's what we need to do. All those doctors <laughs> out there that say they don't have time to educate their patients when they find out that they're type 2 diabetic, I sell an ebook on Amazon for 99 friggin' cents. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. buy it. The name of it is You'll Have You Been Diagnosed with Type 2 Diabetes? Here's what's next. It's not rocket right. science. The science is there, you know, and and people have beaten this stuff, like you said before, over and over and over again, but it takes the right knowledge. It takes the right guidance. 
and doctors aren't giving it. Period. They just no. aren't. Well, here's here's an interesting story because I think doc some doctors see that you know the story that the patients are getting about nutrition isn't quite right. You know, I had this doctor come up to me, you know, casually when I was still in clinic and say, Hey, do you see my patient? So-and-so he looks great. I'm like, yeah, what do you do? He's like, well, he got off all of his carbs. I'm like, amazing. He's like, yeah, I got to stop his metformin and everything else. I'm like, cool. He's like, yeah, we don't really need carbs. And I looked at him and I'm like, nope. so why you, why do you keep telling your, why do you keep sending your patient to somebody who's telling them, right? They'll send them yeah. to whoever's on staff for yeah, the dietitian. The dietitian, or the right. Right. I've gotten into many arguments. Um, shameful, shameful of me. But okay. I'm like, so you, the doctor see that. So why aren't you, why aren't we changing what we do? Right. And it's because the guidelines still say certain things mm-hmm. and there's peer review and there's, you know, are you doing the clinical th- You know, it's really convoluted right. and messed up. Sure. You know, sure. They think they can't go outside the guidelines. And I'm like, as long as you have evidence for it, you can do it. There's lots of evidence for reducing carbohydrates, reducing refined crap, mm-hmm. reducing all the sugars, and all the stuff that we're told to eat is healthy. Reducing all that actually helps. Yeah. And it's oh, an yeah. amazing way to get meds. Most and health foods are absolutely, absolutely horrible for you. Most of, most of the stuff, if you see it in the store and they have to label it healthy, yeah, don't eat it. it, it it's and not that's any the good for thing. you. You know, people get this diagnosis and they're like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? And then they go to a website and the website has beans as a superfood. And so they eat three or four or five cans of beans every day. <laughs> yep. And then all of a sudden their A1C is 4% over where it was. And they're yeah. like, what? I thought it was a superfood. Yeah. Not to mention their house stinks. Not to mention their house stinks. I'm like, no, it's a magical fruit. It's not a superfood. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's a big you difference. Know? You know, and it's it's so crazy. And when you look at why a certain organization that will not be named mm-hmm. labeled it as a superfood, it's ridiculous. Like, well, it has a lot of fiber. I'm like, so does lettuce. Mm-hmm. What? Absolutely. <laughs> what? What are you Absolutely. talking about? So does an avocado. Like, avocado is loaded with fiber. Yeah, and potassium. It's amazing. Yeah. Avocados are, mm-hmm. are amazing. Yep, and one you of know? the best be- and one of the best healthy fats out there. Right. But people are like, oh, it has fat in it, though. You have to watch because the fats well, have calories. I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. Are we still in that paradigm? No. Yeah. Yes, we are. We because because doctor, because Dr. Ansel Keys created a big bunch of crap that an he entire did. generation and a half was taught. And we're still dealing with the after effects of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people wake the hell up. 33% of your brain on average is made up of saturated fat. What the hell do you think is going to happen if you stop eating saturated fat? Duh. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, you're going to sit around, you're going to sit around watching TV, making Netflix rich and ju- and drooling down your beard, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. Yeah, exactly. Right, you know, <laughs> you know, people spend more time uh, maintaining their phones than they do maintaining their bodies, their minds, yeah. their spirits. It's mm-hmm. like Okay, people, yep. you know, and you know, I get it. I get it. Okay, it takes a lot of work. Um, but look around. How many drugs do we have? How many medications do we have? Yeah. How much diabetes do we have? More. It yep. does not take a super genius to see that we're yep. doing something fundamentally wrong. It is that growing. In one generation, we're like not twice the size. Okay, we're like four times as big. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's a problem. You know, it's you a put a post. You put a post on social media today about sugar, and I read through that post, and 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 it kind of lit a fire under my backside. So I sat down and I wrote a post, like a little short article, about carbohydrates and obesity. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I put this thing together, and and I put it all over my socials, LinkedIn, everywhere. And you know, one of the things that I brought to light was the fact that, according to the statistics. Last year, in the year of COVID, 2.2 million people died worldwide, okay? Worldwide. Obesity alone, causations from obesity, which means heart disease, diabetes, anything else that obesity can cause, is 2.8 million people every year and has been since 1985. And it's growing, and the obesity rates are growing exponentially. I saw a a statistic today, 72% of males and 63% of females worldwide 
are obese, not overweight, obese. Now, you have to look at the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and the retail industry that sells all these horrible foods. You have to look at them and ask them, who's profiting from this? Who is this it's benefiting? Yeah, it's a triangle it's not, profit. Yeah, it's not, yep. any, it's not benefiting anybody but the medical industry, okay. the retail industry, the pharmaceutical industry, period. They're the right. ones making money and people are dying. Yep. Well, they, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you've watched the pharmaceutical commercials for literally anything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a slow, it's a it's a program. They're giving yep. us a program. And the program says if you eat, eat right, mm-hmm. if you exercise, and if you take your drugs, mm-hmm. then yes. you're healthy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not like, you know, the message here is why don't we do what we're supposed to do and feed our bodies for the appropriate species that we are, and we don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but their message is no, you know, you, you need all three of those. Otherwise you're just not healthy. And also you're a bad person. And also you'll get to look like this. <laughs> you notice everybody's supermodel in there and has like oh, a perfect yeah, life. Yeah, on the- yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'll have a perfect life on the beach. If I take this injection exactly. of God knows what. Yeah. So yeah. wonderful. Well, that never works. Out. You know, and, <laughs> and I have, I have spoke to that so many times, you know, different places where I've done like nutrition seminars and things like that. And, you know, I tell people, I don't look like your normal nutritionist, do I? I don't look like your normal coach, do I? No. And that's mm-hmm. because I'm a real individual. Mm-hmm. Just because just because I'm in my 50s and I may be carrying a few extra pounds. Hell, I'm in my 50s. I've earned those few extra pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> but beca- yeah. because I, you know, bald and bearded and tattooed and everything else, that doesn't take away anything that I know up here. That doesn't right. take away anything from my ability to impart wisdom on you that can help you improve the quality of your life by learning what you need to do with your nutrition and learning how to move plain and simple plain and simple yeah yeah and sure. people have an image of what that kind of looks like yeah and that's yeah the, the fitness models ads, you know when mm-hmm. i see ads out there and i've, I've gone i ran my mouth about this before when i see ads out there with some half naked person posing in a gym and the caption says something like um you know you don't need to give up your carbs you don't need to write carbs are your friend or you know somebody who is metabolically in the danger zone to type 2 diabetes pre-diabetes they're on their way they don't need to see that message no all right because i guarantee you the person standing in that in that gym half naked Mm -hmm. um they didn't go high carb to get there no. Okay. No. They didn't. No. Not well. So I'll we tell you what they did because I know how this process works. Seriously. Okay. What they do is mm-hmm. they starve themselves up until the photo shoot. They work out. They manipulate their macros. They manipulate their water. They do all that. Okay. Then, sixty minutes before the photo shoot, they eat a half a box of pop tarts. They chug a half a gallon of water, and what happens is the cellular swelling comes into their muscles, and they look bigger and fitter than what they are. Bodybuilders do the same thing. It's called peak week. Going up to it, they manipulate everything they eat and everything they drink, and they spend time in a sauna with three layers of clothes on, and they do all this stuff. You would be amazed at what these people go through to look the way they look. And if they can do that, that's fine. But don't, don't take those pictures and those videos and make those commercials where these people are trying to sell people something that normal people can't do. They can't even look that way year round. How the hell no, are we supposed to expect don't. to do it? No, and they, they, don't. they don't. They have their and off season and everything else. Yeah. Yep. And so people look at that. People who are really, let's get serious. The people who are really uncomfortable in their body, like it's just like, I can't, I can't get comfortable. I got all this extra weight. My body feels mm-hmm. tired. I'm sick. I got the diabetes thing. And they're yep. looking at this. And they're thinking, I've tried to give up carbs. It's so hard. And then they see this commercial and then they see this ad and they're like, Mm -hmm. I can have that and I can have my carbs. Yep. I just, I think like what service are you providing to that person? You know, because it is going to be a struggle bus. It is going to be a struggle bus. And those people who, you know, who are metabolically in that setting, you know, they also are in the mindset of as soon as I get my body back 
then my brain will be happy. My life will be happy. And it's like, no, 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 no. You got to be like, you got to, okay. And I'm going to get a little woo woo, but can you just love yourself for a second right now? (laughs) You need to love yourself a second right now. You got to do that both at the same time. There Mm -hmm. is no, I'm going to be happy one. No. And that's kind of what the, that's the mindset that people are in. And that's why my coaching programs and the reversal, you know, roadmap program, that's why it's so key to have that, to catch people doing that. Because right. people are like, I'm going to get through this and then I'm going to be happy. And it's like, no, you're going to start being happier week one, day one. For sure. Yeah. It, it, it's all it's all about making people realize that they can create those little wins and celebrating those little wins because those little wins. Yeah. Wins, for sure. So no, now people you, how to celebrate well, the wins. Sometimes. Yes, absolutely. So now let's get into the weeds a little bit about the <laughs> program we put together, the reversal roadmap. Um, I, I love the fact that you and I sat down and, and had a conversation and by the time the conversation was over, boom, we had the name, we had a concept yeah. and we hit the ground running. Um, yeah. what are some of the key benefits from your standpoint? Do you think the reversal roadmap offers to the people that we're going to help with it? Let's go with the big one. Um, plus diabetes, reversing diabetes, always a actually doable very doable okay very doable and what that little tiny benefit it shouldn't even be a bullet point it should be like a whole paragraph bullet point because when you take yourself right now and you reverse a disease that no is going to cause havoc on every system in your body for the next 40 years what you've just done is set up yourself for 40 years of a much better life so bullet point number one should be we just transform your life right there Mm -hmm. it's the difference between where am I going to be unhappy on a pile of 18 meds when I'm in my 70s? What's future self going to look like? Or am I going to realize what I need to do to actually live this life right. without type 2 diabetes? You know, and there's a lot of time that people spend in doctor's offices and pharmacies when they're in their, their golden years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be that way. People think it's, oh, it's just how it is when we get old. No, I don't know who told you that. That does not need to be how life is. So right now, while you still got breath in your lungs, reversing a disease that touches every cell in your body, that's a perk. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, I just, I fell in love with the concept when we came up with it. And and one of the reasons that I like just the name itself, the reversal roadmap, you know, I think back to my own journey when I was diagnosed in 2007, you know, I, I, was diagnosed the hard way. Hello, you almost died. Um, so I was literally scared shitless for weeks after that. And, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, just as well as I do that the information that I got from the doctors, you know, I, they, they might as well have been talking to a wall because it did me that much good. And it wasn't that I wasn't open to learning. It was just, they didn't have anything good to tell me. I had one doctor yeah. be like, looked at my chart and he saw all the things I smoked and all this other stuff. And he's like, eh, you won't live to be 50 and walked out. I, I say walked out, but he actually waddled out. He was about five foot tall and about four foot around. He was a heavy set, had a smoker's cough, the whole works. And, and he's telling me that I'm going to die by the time I'm 50. So mm-hmm. by the way, I'm 54 as of a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, so, take that, doctor, take it. Yeah. So, you know, so I go through this and it's like, okay, well, I'm not getting any help from doctors. Um, my mother had diabetes, but she didn't take care of herself because she was old school and doctors back then really didn't know, you know, what to do. And it, so she didn't take care of herself. Right. And, and she suffered because of it. So I'm like, where do I go? What do I do? How, how do I fix this? You know, because there's got to be a way to fix it. So that's when I started putting my nose in a book and started reading everything I could. And the more I realized that nutrition was the biggest piece of the puzzle that so many people were missing, it just, none of it made sense to me. But once I got that fact, that's how in a year's time I dropped almost a hundred pounds. That's why, you know, since that initial time, I've lost a total of 156 pounds and kept it off. For the most part, I've went up and down and weight a little bit, but I'm 54 years old. You've got to expect that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, 
the knowledge that we're going to be able to give people and give it to them in a way that it's easy for them to understand. It's, mm-hmm. it's interactive. It's community by nature because, you know, we're letting 10 people into the program and you know, there's going to be a private paid Facebook group so we can all interact with each other on a regular basis. You know, I, I, I just feel that the whole dynamic of the program and the way we've put it together, I, I think it's going to be amazing and it's going to be around for a long, long time. I agree. I agree. Cause I, um, I tell people a lot. I, I, I actually train you how not to need me cause I'm going to show you how this disease works. Right. And when you know how something works, you can fix, you can fix your own mechanical issue, right? You can fix your yes. own imbalance, just like knowing how to work mm-hmm. on your car. You'll never get bamboozled if you know, right. already, already know how it works and you can't, <laughs> you know, you can't be told. Yep. <laughs> it's like, no, that does not need to be replaced. Who do you think I am? Um, <laughs> if you know how this disease works and what moves it forward, you got it. Yeah. It's just a matter of pulling your life together and finding that lane to live. Yeah. Where you can be sure. healthy. For sure. Okay. So, so now when we decided on, on the program and we started putting it together, we decided that it ought to be 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think that if you could do something for three months solid, it can become a lifestyle change. And, and I feel that it is so important that the things that you do to and try to improve your health, try to improve your relationship with your body and, you know, your ability to regulate blood sugar and stuff like that. I believe that it has to become a lifestyle. It's not a quick fix. And that's what drugs do. Drugs are only going to work for so long. And the longer you take them, guess what? Oh, well, we have got to up your dosage. You need more. Oh, we need to add another one. Whereas once you have this knowledge, it's never going to go away. Yeah. You're going to learn everything that you need to know. And you're going to be able to sustain this for a lifetime. Absolutely. And unlike the model where, you know, you eat, you eat less and you move more and then you have to eat even less and move even more mm-hmm. and eat even less and move even more. That's not this. No. That's not this. Nope. I still have people 60 pounds, 40 pounds down. They're just like, that's probably one of the easiest things I've ever done. I'm like, I know, because once you understand it, mm-hmm. everything, everything starts working. Your body yeah. starts doing what it's supposed to do again, instead of all these like mechanisms to keep you alive until you figure that out. That's really what your body's doing. Right. Okay. Let's keep this person alive until yeah. they figure out how to feed me. <laughs> exactly. God. You know, it, but when you look at fitness overall, and this is an analogy that I like to make to people, um, imagine that you are an only child and you are having Thanksgiving dinner with your mother and your grandmother. Everybody else is out of town for whatever reason. And you're having Thanksgiving dinner with your mother and your grandmother. Now, your mother is a, is, is a dainty lady, not very big, doesn't have a huge appetite. Grandma's packing some weight. You know, she's a little heavy and she likes to eat. So here's what happens. Grandma cuts the piece of pumpkin pie or cuts the pumpkin pie. She cuts it like normally people would. She gets a piece out for you. She gets a piece out for your mother. And then she takes the rest of her pie for herself. Well, grandma, <laughs> grandma is sitting on the secret of this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, 80% of your struggle with your blood sugar, 80% of your struggle with weight or anything else that's health related is nutrition. It is nutrition. nutrition. You are 100% going to be whatever you're putting in your body. If you're putting in whole foods, healthy foods, the right amounts, guess what? You're going to be whole and healthy. If you're eating processed garbage crap, you're going to feel like crap. Your health's going to be crap. Say You're it all be time. It's not rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be accountable because most people that suffer from type two diabetes today, it's your own fault. You have no one to blame, but yourself because I didn't put that Twinkie in your hand. I didn't put that <laughs> two liter bottle of Coca-Cola in your hand. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do those things. You did. Them. Yeah. They were choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've had people hang up on me for saying, if you just get rid of this, everything's going to be better. They've hung right up on me because we have that relationship with food. And that's another thing, of course, in this program we're going to address is that emotional relationship we have with food. People are like, I don't have a relationship with food. I'm like, who do you go to when you're sad? Dairy queen. Right. 
It's the same thing for cigarettes. It's the same thing for booze. It's the same thing for anything else. We take way too much of Mm -hmm. when, when you're feeling that way, you always have a friend in, in your substance and sugar carbs, they're a substance. I don't see anybody going to broccoli and being like, broccoli, you understand me. You know, no, they're going such a bad day. (laughs) Oh, broccoli. No, I never have that argument. But if I say, Hey, let's drop the zebra cakes, then there's some anger. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because there's a relationship. Absolutely. Well, and, and the thing is, and this is something else that people are going to learn, you know, for, for as much as we're going to make the program easy to understand, um, there's also people are going to learn some things that they don't realize. You know, it's like, what are the things that I included in that post that I was inspired by you that I, I posted today was talking about the MDS system in the brain, the system that releases dopamine. Okay. Yeah. And, and I was explaining to, you know, I was explaining in this article, I'm like, look, it's real simple. When you eat refined processed sugars and carbohydrates, the first thing your body does is turn on an MDS system. You get a huge hit of dopamine. Dopamine makes you feel great. It makes you feel like you're on top of the world, mm-hmm. but it doesn't last very long. No. So then once it, once it goes away, the brain, which is still craving that dopamine, sends out other neurotransmitter signals that tell the stomach to to like growl and feel like it's still hungry, the tongue to salivate. All these different things happen as as a reaction to dopamine. And here's yeah. the kicker. Dopamine has been related in multiple studies to not only addiction in and of itself, but right. also psychological disorders. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, if you want to break it down, if you do something that the brain loves, the brain will program you to try to do it again. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, that was, a, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Yep. <laughs> Let's do that again. But yeah. the thing is, if you, if you are mindful, let's say you have a, uh, Let's let's use my uh, let's use something to me. What will I eat? Two half moon cookies from New York. Okay, yeah, I'm a cookie snob. <laughs> All right. If you're eating those, your tongue says they're yummy, and your brain says it's glorious. But your body's like, what? Are you, I don't feel good, man. What are you doing? It's very like despairing. And even though your body feels bad, and you can actually tell that you're bloating and you're sick and it doesn't feel good, your brain still tells you to go for more. Yeah. Okay. That is dissonance in the body. Mm-hmm. Like things aren't balanced out. And if you're putting something in that it's causing an imbalance and it's that obvious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. the answer. Start yeah. there. Yeah. You know, and, and another example, which I thought was, was really, really funny that I, that I heard on a podcast that Tony Robbins was on here a week or two ago. Um, he was talking about this study they did um, somewhere out in California at a university. And what they did was they took this monkey and they taped down four of his four all, all four of his digits except for the one and then they manually bent that 10,000 times over the course of 12 weeks after the wow. 12 weeks was over they unwrapped the monkey's hand and the monkey stood around all day long like this and he did and you know it was it was involuntary it's like he couldn't he they couldn't he he was just doing it without even thinking about it now they took another monkey they taped his hand down the same way but when they went to to bend his finger, they put a probe in his brain to turn on his pleasure center, that dopamine center. They took his finger and they bent it like this for eight hours. At the end of the eight hours, they unwrapped his hand. Guess what? The same yeah. exact result. So what does that tell you about? activating that MDS, that pleasure center in the brain, what does that tell you about how fast you can get programmed to even a unhealthy behavior if you're gaining some sort of pleasure from it? One day, 12 weeks, you said 12 weeks, right? 12 weeks weeks versus one day. Wow. Yeah. And it's, I believe it. I believe it because, um, you know, people, and even the thought of giving, getting rid of that sugar, Mm-hmm. getting rid of that treat, getting rid of that. This one, this one of my favorite patients ever was like, I'm not giving out my garlic bread. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> the thought of that actually causes an emotional distress. Sure. That, Absolutely. that, you know, and you know, that is how tied, you know, the emotions and the chemicals, they're all tied together. 
to yeah. produce whatever gets the output of getting more dopamine. Mm-hmm. That is what your body's going to try to do. Yep, for sure. But you don't do that again. You don't do that with broccoli. Okay? Can no. I just point? <laughs> no, no, no. You don't definitely do don't with, do that. Uh, where I don't know anybody. Well, I don't know. My wife really wait. likes broccoli, but I don't even think she is. She's like that with it. But yeah, right. I mean, it's just. Once people grasp the concept of what's actually going on and how the mindset mm-hmm. and, and all of that stuff are, are linked, mm-hmm. then it mm-hmm. becomes much easier for them to see their own patterns. And once somebody can recognize a pattern and interrupt that pattern, you can affect change. But until you re- interrupt right. that pattern or somebody interrupts yeah. it for you, it's not going to happen. And that's one of the other right. things that we're going to focus on with yeah. the reversal roadmap, because we're going to be doing group coaching calls with all the clients. We're going to be doing one-on-one coaching calls with the clients. So that Mm -hmm. way, you know, we might have a client that needs to bring up a concern that he didn't feel comfortable bringing up in the group chat, but we can still have that conversation and we can still address those issues because you know, as well as I do, that if we just tell them what to eat, how to eat and when to eat, and, and we get them moving a little bit, they'll be fine as long as they're in the program. But if we don't take care of the disordered eating habits or whatever's going on in their mindset that caused them to get where they are in the first place, they'll be mm-hmm. right back on meds with blood sugars out of control before you know it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's been proven over and over and over again. And in fact, if I if I went to my website right now and for free was like, here's everything you eat, here's everything you don't eat, and here's the mm-hmm. exercises, mm-hmm. it still wouldn't help. Yep. It still wouldn't help because you have to overcome the mindset. You have to overcome um, all the rules you've been told. You have to overcome that that link you have to your past. People, I mean, people get upset. Um, maybe like if I said, "Hey, you, this is not this is not going to serve you. You need to get maybe get rid of this. We'll substitute. We'll work on it." But in their head, I'm getting rid of like a a cherished memory. Yeah. Well, we got to address that. Mm-hmm. Right. We got to address yep. that because if you know eating an oatmeal cream pie every afternoon. Um, is a cherished memory that you want to continue. It, you're not going to continue this life no. as long as you want. No, it, sure. just very bluntly. So yeah. all the mindset and all of the pattern interruption, um, the notice what you're noticing. A lot of people don't notice. They're, they're, they have a tendency towards certain things. They're doing certain things over and over again. They need somebody mm-hmm. to be like, hey, with love, you're yeah. doing that. Yep. Yep. Did you realize you were doing this? You know what? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I'm glad you brought that to my attention because you're mm-hmm. right. It's so many times, and it's not just about health and nutrition either. We are creatures that, you know, our subconscious mind will do a lot of things, but mm-hmm. our conscious mind, for most of us, we've got one focus. We might have a couple things in our peripheral, but we're focused on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, our subconscious is working in the background and it's picking up on everything. So sometimes you just need to be rewired. You need to be reprogrammed. People need to be reprogrammed about fat. Fat's healthy for you. It's good for you. Eat fat, not trans fat. Don't eat trans fat. Try to stay away from vegetable oil if you can help it. But other than that, yes, yes, fake fat for sure. (laughs) But, But other than that, eat your healthy fats, eat an avocado, eat some peanut butter, mm-hmm. as long as it's not loaded with sugar. You know, those types of things are absolutely Eat a, whole, eat a piece of cheese yes. that actually has fat. Oh, I, my I, God. Yeah, Just, yeah, yeah. People now, are like, you want me to eat? Not the yellow piece? gack. Yeah, don't don't eat the yellow gack. The stuff that, you know, you can no, go buy 120 food. slices of American processed cheese food, something or other. Don't buy that. Get yourself some hard cheeses, like a hard cheddar or, you know, stuff like that. Some of the harder cheeses, they're much, much better for you. Yeah. People are afraid of that, though. Yeah, and the, yeah. there's programs out there today that are weight loss programs that will not be named <laughs> Weight Watchers, but, uh, <laughs> where people are buying the no-fat cheese. And I'm like, look at the ingredients. Mm-hmm. You don't even, like, you're do eating you, all of that. Yes. For do the you same- understand how cheese is made? Right. Do, do you understand that cheese is, is is like predominantly fat with some protein and some cultured enzymes thrown in there for good yeah, measure? Exactly. So if you're trying to remove fat from a food that naturally has it, the process is intense. Mm-hmm. That's what the chemicals are about. Right. So don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Not to mention the yep. fact that here's the best thing in, in my view, here's the best thing about fats. I don't know what it is. 
it slows down the digestion of everything else you eat. So if you do eat some carbohydrates with some healthy fats, guess what? You're okay because that healthy fat isn't going to cause that insulin spike and that blood sugar spike. It's going to make that those carbohydrates just drip into your system slower. That's why bodybuilders, if they're smart, they eat carbohydrates with healthy fats before they work out. And then they eat high glycemic carbohydrates afterwards to replenish their glycogen stores. Yeah. Quickly. That way they, yeah, that way they get that trickle effect of the carbohydrates as they're going and you don't get all that negative effects from the stuff. He said bodybuilders, bodybuilders. Bodybuilders. Okay. Yes. Yes. No, you can't, you can't just say, Oh, well, Arnold did it so I can do it too. No, you can't do that. But, uh, yeah, it's, but it, it, I mean, I, I say that to illustrate a point It just, you know, fat has been villainized for years. Carbohydrates are being villainized now. And, and I want to say rightfully so, but I think that it's getting skewed out of proportion a lot. Carbohydrates aren't bad. They are an excellent fuel source used in you moderation. Yeah. Used in moderation. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like you don't put, you don't put cam two racing fuel in a automobile or in a, like a drag racing car, you don't put that in there and have your jets on your carburetors throttled wide open. Cause here's what happens. You start the car, it blows up. Right. It's getting, it's getting too much fuel and it can't handle the fuel. So overload of combustion. Hello. It's the mm-hmm. same, it's the same thing with food. Yeah. Yeah. We got, you know, I'm actually really excited. Um, I'm really excited. Less diabetes how to get off meds, group coaching, personal coaching, mm-hmm. modules, worksheets, Yep. a fitness plan, fitness plan, a nutrition plan. Everything nutrition is tailored plan. there. Yep. There, there isn't, there and isn't a cookie cutter in my house. No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't make, I don't make any nutrition plans or workout plans right. that are cookie cutter. Everything will be specifically right. designed for the individual for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And it's 12 weeks. People are going to see, start seeing amazing stuff happening. You know, the sugars are going to start going down the first week. Sure. The weight's going to start going down the second week. Like they're going to start mm-hmm. to see amazing things even six weeks in, but then it's like, all right, well, how do we keep you there? I'm going to stay with you for another six weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah, you. exactly. Stop. And and that's Let's why I think that I think the 12 weeks was super important because, you know, like I said Perfect. before, Many, many, many psychologists and whatnot have said that if you can do something for 12 weeks, it's a lifestyle. It becomes a habit and, and it won't be something that you are likely to break. And that's what people need. That's, that's the only way that you're going to reverse type two diabetes. That's the only way. Yep. And all people need to do is make the decision mm-hmm. that they don't want this bull crap anymore. Nope. No. Nope. The decision is the hardest part. After that, we got sure. you. Because they've been they've been indoctrinated that they need the meds in order to survive, and they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. I haven't been on mm-hmm. diabetic medicine since 2013, and I have there gone go. up in weight and come back down in weight due to mm-hmm. medical issues and activity levels. But guess what? As soon as I'm clear to go back to the gym, I'm back on my diet regimen. I'm back working out in the gym, and the weight comes off, and my blood sugars. Yeah. Don't, I don't have any problem with it. Yeah, so, and that's I think the problem. Yeah. We spend a lot of time as humans um, spending a few days every couple of months trying to be healthy and then mm-hmm. living in the in a lane of crap. Right. What we should be doing is living in a lane that sustains us and every now and then going off and having some birthday cake. Oh, yeah, because you got to live. Right? You, you, you've got to live. You know, I got five kids live. and two grandkids. I got to eat some birthday cake every now and then. It's just oh, the nature cake. of the beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. Yep. All right. Well, I think we're just about done. Um, just so everybody knows outside of our collaboration on this program, where can they reach you if they want to contact you and work with you directly? Oh, oh I'm at drkristaello.com. So D-R-Krista-L-O-E-L-L-O-W.com. And of course, I'm on Facebook, Krista Ello Diabetes Health Coaching. People reach out, send a message, get my free download. It's easy. It's easy to get a hold of me um, and cool. see what is the best starting point. That's the hardest thing, right? Where do I start? Well, mm-hmm. that's where I come in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Krista, my friend, 
thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank you for joining forces with me to, mm-hmm. to help me, you know, you know, I, I think I've said this many times on the podcast. My mission is if I don't wipe out type two diabetes and obesity by the time I die, I want to take a big old fat chunk out of its ass. So I know it's been a fight. And, mm-hmm. and I, I believe that you and I joining forces and creating this program is literally going to help thousands and thousands of people. And I can't wait. Agreed. Agreed. Let's go throat, pu- throat punch. You gotta yes. get attention for throat, throat punch. punch some diabetes. Oh, I can do that. I can throw. I I can I can throw a throat <laughs> punch now. I got that in me. 